Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. Sky Blue Waters, welcome to the Soda Pod. Ishidromi here alongside the state of Hoppy, and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Folks, we're excited to bring you this episode. Now, for the next few weeks, Hoppy and I will be providing you guys with a special series of episodes. That's right, we went back to the 2000-2001 expansion draft and redrafted your Minnesota Wild 2000 expansion team. We took a look back at the original expansion team. The original expansion rules applied modern-day rules to the equation and both tackled it. It was such a fun exercise going through not only the old divisions, but... Seeing all the players who were available then, hell, those who weren't, and revisiting some of the old rule set as well. So for the hockey nerds out there, you will absolutely love this series. Dropping for you guys the next few weeks. In addition to that, in the second half of today's show, we feature the first of a few flights. That's right, our Snake Draft Flight Board series is back this summer, and we have a few friends who join us for this one. So our first segment of the show, we give you guys the first installment in our Minnesota Wild expansion redraft, followed by the first segment in our new run of flights. Also, check those out on YouTube as they will be dropping every single week on YouTube as well. And we want to get interactive with you guys. So be sure to check that out and be sure to follow us on Twitter at SodaPod. Without further ado, let's get to the first installment of our Minnesota Wild expansion redraft. And you're going to want to listen until the end because we have some special guests join us for our latest installments of flights. On the other side, let's get right to it. Do you like supporting local? Local business? Local hockey? Local legends? Do you like vodka? martinis, screwdrivers, Bloody Marys, White Russians, whatever you can find. I'm more of a vodka fresca guy myself. If you nodded yes to any of those, look no further than Northland Vodka, giving 5% back to local hockey and, of course, the recipe that was masterfully crafted by local legend himself, Mark Parrish. Everyone get out there right now. Support Northland Vodka. Run. Don't walk. All right, we have the doldrums of August. There isn't shit to talk about. Wild have wrapped up most of their business. And, well, Isha and I both have a lot of shit going on, so we have pre-recorded a couple of series for you guys. This one is focusing on the Minnesota Wild Expansion Draft Revisited. 
What if the Minnesota Wild didn't get fucked over being in an expansion year with another team? Shout out Columbus Blue Jackets and our boys at Beerly Hockey. But also the fact that there was a way bigger protected list. We're talking nine forwards, I think five defensemen and a goalie compared to today where it's like seven forwards, three defensemen, goalie, or eight skaters and goalie. So what we're going to do here week by week, again, as one of the segments we're including is going through that protected list back in the day. We're going to go division by division old school. So any of you uh, OGs will absolutely know what we're talking about. Everyone else is going to be like, wait, Vancouver's not in the Pacific? But we are going to go through each of the teams, division by division every week, and we're going to talk about the players that we think would be both available and highest on the priority list for the Minnesota Wild. At the end of this, we're going to wrap it up and say what the team would come out to be and compare to what they actually got and see if it would have been exponentially better or maybe it really wasn't much different just because of the times and the players on each roster being a lot thinner than what we see today so we lead off here with the pacific division isha lead us into it what team are we kicking off with first all right so we're going to start with the dallas stars that's right in the pacific division that's a honestly been a fun part of this exercise too was to revisit how the league was divided up and what teams were in you know what northwest is the one that still like gives me chills just because that was like originally just such a fun division yeah so i'm going to read out the protected list here and then we'll begin the conversation on in you know today's day and age where Hoppy and I are going to revisit the draft for the wild uh, who realistically we think would be protected under today's rules. Anyways, we got Aaron uh, Gavi's team. Oh, the Dallas stars, the Dallas stars. So we're going with Aaron Gavi. who's a Ford Brett Hall, uh, Mike Kiani, Jamie Keen, Jamie Lagenbrunner, uh, Jiri Latinen, Yuri Latinen, Grant Marshall, Yuri. Mike Madano, <laughs> Kirk Muller, Joe Newendike at forward. You want to try the defenseman issue or do you need me to take it? <laughs> Darren Hatcher, Richard Jackman, Richard Matvichuk, Daryl Sitter, Sergey Zubov, and, El- and Ed Belfour. Daryl Sidor, and yes, all right. I'll read off the the protected list moving forward. Isha, (laughs) why don't you lead off, though, with your thoughts here on the Dallas Stars? So out of that protected group, again, way too many protected. Realistically, who are the Dallas Stars going to protect here? All right, well, we got Brett Hall for sure. Um, Yuri Lettinen. We got Mike, Jamie, Madonna, or like Mike Madonna. Newendike. I have a feeling we're not touching a forward out of this group. No, I'm looking at it now. I'm saying, no, the Fords, I think they're, they would have been well protected. They're all, yeah, they're pretty much all staying here. <laughs> Decent blue line though, between Hatcher, Jackman, uh, Matt, Vichuk, Sidor and Zubov, like two of them realistically need to be exposed unless Dallas is going to go with the eight skater approach, which would be a bad idea. Cause then we are going to get a good forward. 
So I think realistically, who are the two defensemen that would be exposed here? And then we can talk about the previous available list as well, if there's anyone that you were interested in there. Well, I think Zubov is going to stay. Sador is going to stay. Hatcher is going to stay. That's it then. I, I I would be I would be okay keeping those guys. And again, like their blue line's good, so you know how having one of Jackman, Mavdichuk, I mean either of those guys who get selected is gonna sting, but I don't think you know you you, you don't want to lose the three guys that uh, that I highlighted. For sure. So I think it's between those and then fuck dude, it's really weird to read this list back. The first listed on the available list is Guy Carbono. What? I know. But long in the tooth, Guy Carbonell. Totally like, long in the tooth, but hey, yeah. for an expansion team, you've got to have a little bit of that veteran presence. It's worth discussing. And let me guess, I already know who you like from the available list. Why don't you tell me your favorite player sitting there? Um, well, I don't know if it's if it's the answer you're going for because the player I I noted was act was actually Kelly Fairchild. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going for Scott Thornton. <laughs> I know. I mean, he they, trust me when I when there's a lot of there's a lot of big bruising fighters and you know big aggressive type players that I did highlight um, throughout this exercise. But for this yeah. one, I was like, hey, Guy Carbono, way too old. Kelly Fairchild. I mean, he, he actually might help the team here. <laughs> so the actual available list here for everyone at forward, we had Guy Carbono, Kelly Fairchild, Sergey Lushinkin. Warren Luning, Chris Murray, Brian Scrudland, Scott Thornton, Jamie Wright. That's the end of the forward group. On defense, Frederick Bouchard, Joel Bouchard. That's weird. Sean Chambers, Sylvan Cote, Alan Latang. Good name. Dave Manson. Matt Martin, Evgeny Petrochinin, what a name, Jamie Pusher, Mark Watton, and then at goalie, Chad Alban and Mike Bales. That's a lot of fucking defensemen. What the That's hell is going on back today? Um, so I think, I mean, the, the top two that you picked there from the available list makes sense at forward, right? Guy Carbono, again, if you're looking for the veteran experience, we'll have him tabbed in case there we're not finding that elsewhere. Yeah. And Kelly Fairchild. Otherwise, we're looking on defense at adding Richard Jackman and Richard Matvichuk. So one of the Ricks. Um, anyone else you feel like we're missing here? We're we moving on to the next team. No, I don't think we're missing anyone. The, the last thing I want to say is Guy Carbono retired after this season. So, I mean, because, I don't think they he, would... because he didn't have anything to play for. He was, uh, he, was, that's... he was actually a little bit embarrassed and insulted that he wasn't protected. But there yeah, you no, go. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we have the San Jose Sharks. Really? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I thought it was going to end up being alphabetical. Um, all right. So for the San Jose Sharks, the protected list back then, uh, Vincent Damphouse. What a name. Jeff Friesen, Todd Harvey, Alexander Coralyuk, not familiar, 
Patrick Marlowe, ever heard of him? Owen Nolan, Mike Ricci, Marco Sturm, Nicholas Sundstrom, and then moving on to the defensemen, Sean Hines, Brian Marshman, Marcus Ragnarsson, that that is the most Viking name that we've heard yet, <laughs> uh, Mike Rathje, and Gary Suter, with the goaltender being Steve Shields. So just breaking down the protected list, Isha, where are we falling here? Who do we think? Let's not worry about who's protected. Who do you think is going to be available? Um, um, I think, okay, well, we got to take into account, like none of these young guns, like obviously like Marlo wouldn't be available. Um, Derm, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Nolan, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and Nolan, man. Oh no. What, what a fucking stud. Um, maybe Sundstrom on the forward side. Maybe. I don't think I don't think uh, yeah Mike Mike Ricci he wouldn't be available either so I think Sundstrom or Sean Hine or no Sean Hines defensive yeah so Sundstrom honestly in the forward group him or Alexander Koroluk is Koroluk only had twenty five points this or yeah twenty five points that season so yeah Sundstrom or what did I say Kor Kor Alexander Koroluk. On the forward side, defenseman. I don't, I don't know this player, so I'm gonna go with Coral Uke. I don't know, but I'm making that up. Yeah, well, I have their like the the 1999 season up, and like he's he's a depth forward. He's he's nothing special. So, I mean that that that's who I would think on forward would be available there. Defense, though. Um, I mean, none of them were really that outstanding. They were all just. Defensive defenseman, 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 uh, defensive defenseman for the most part. <laughs> defenseman, 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 defenseman for the most part. So, I mean, just kind of take your pick on whoever has maybe a little bit more of a two way game versus just stay at home. Wait, what the fuck? So, I'm reading the uh, available list goaltender John Nabokov. What the fuck is this? This is breaking my oh. brain. <laughs> different wait wait did he change his name legally after the fact to Evgeny? is that what happened here no 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 <laughs> no such really... a weird coincidence to have like the same last name as a franchise icon in the that same position totally weird. that is totally weird <laughs> and, and also like Evgeny Novak nabakov versus john <laughs> god damn it okay continue i'm sorry no, that's that kind of broke my my brain as well. To be honest, I just couldn't. I didn't know what to do with the information. So to, to be honest, man, like for, for defense, for me, it's like it, it's kind of a toss up. They were all pretty much stay at home guys. There was no one. There was not really any anyone who was a, a two way guy. I guess Ragnarsson, he like he got fifteen points, but most of them were were stay at home guys. So I mean, it's kind of a toss up for that one. I like Ragnarsson just because he's a Viking. I'm gonna be yeah. weird and biased like that. So he's also, staying. Gary he's Suter staying. Just uh, you know. All right. What What are you thinking? Who are some of your top guys here for the San Jose Sharks? Um, I did like uh, Stephen Mathieu at forward. Uh, solid, 
depth forward. I mean, it's this expansion team. They're gonna they're gonna need some depth. They're gonna, they're gonna need Let's some go. guys who maybe given a better role or a bigger role could potentially pop. Like you know, like we've seen with some guys on that Vegas Golden Knights team. Um, and he's got a little he's got a little dog in him as well. So I was going. You need uh, that dog in you. Yeah, Stefan Mathieu. Um, but in the forward group, I mean, Tony Granado, Eric Landry, Dave Lowry, all decent players, but more of them, let's just say more on the, I'll square up and fight, more more raw, raw locker room guys than than guys who could actually score. Plus, I mean, if we have a time machine, knowing that Tony Granado goes to coach the Badgers, I'm out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But fair, reasonable. Okay, so we're really looking at, I mean, you had a couple of guys at forward from the original protected list. I'm not going to let go of Marcus Ragnarsson for uh, defense. Yep. You got a couple of guys here that are worth considering. Like you said, more the the grit focus, which, I mean, back then, though, that's kind of what the league was. So we got Granado, Landry, and Lowry. And, again, I'm not going to let go of John Nabokov either, but... <laughs> Um, I mean, anyone else you feel like needs consideration there when we circle back and actually make the team? No, this is not one where like, like there's, there's, there's a few to choose from, but none of them, there's not like a single name. That's kind of like, Oh yeah, I got to go, got to go with that guy. Especially on like, like, yeah. for example, if it was like a Rob Ray and, and we'll get into that. Cause you know, he's, he's, he's coming up down the road. Then it's like, okay, that's, that, that's, that, that's a little bit more enticing because like, we all know how much of a badass Rob Ray, Rob Ray was. And in an expansion sure. team where, you know, you're not making the Stanley cup anyways, you want to go with guys who a can sell fucking tickets and B, you know, be that, you know, kind of like Ryan Reeves figure, I'm going to miss him in that wild uh, locker room. Fair. All right. All who right. do we have next then? Staying in California. We're going to go LA Kings. See, that's what I thought was next because I assumed it was alphabetical and it confused the shit out of me when you said to San Jose. I'm like, there's no way LA wasn't in the Pacific. There's no, no. way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I already know who you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on the protected list, at forward, we got uh, – Kelly Buckberger. We've got Ian LaPerriere, Glenn Murray, Zygmunt Palfi, Luke Robitaille. Love Palfi. Brian Smolinski. And Joseph, that's J-O-Z-E-F. Stumple, what a fucking name. Looking at defense, we've got Aki Berg. These are some great fucking names. Rob <laughs> Blake, who uh, was not the GM back at the time. Uh, Matthias Nordstrom. And Stefan Fissett. And the goaltender protected was Jamie Storr. What a weird fucking list. I'm not going to lie. I forgot that Palfi even played for them. Yeah, me too. Dude, fucking love Palfi. If he's exposed, I want him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, looking at this list, which this seems like a short, maybe it's all just short names. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven forwards, one, two, three D and two goalies. So there must've been some weird caveat here that I'm not aware of. Yeah. Because look at like LA's protect goalies. Well, and LA's available list is like twice as much as <laughs> the teams we've just oh, covered. Buddy, there's some names here too. All right. We're just going to go straight to the available list. Initially, we got Eric Belanger. Who, like, that's a solid pick. Dan Bilesma, 
Bob Corkum, yep. Alan Egeland, Nelson Emerson. What a name. Craig Johnson, Nathan Lafayette. Oh my God. Lafayette club. That that's gotta be a wild pick. Steve McKenna, Igor Melyakov, Jason Morgan, Jason Padolin. Oh, shout out to him. Good, good Vancouver boy. Good Vancouver boy, Jason Padolin. Pavel Rosa, Mikhail Simons, John Thomas, Yuka Tilakainen. Jesus Christ. Two eyes back to back. Tuominen, dude. If you had had to read this one, you'd be concussed. You'd be like <laughs> CTE protocol. Um, Yuha Vorivirta, what the dude, fuck? What? Magnus Wernblom. <laughs> that wraps All up name the forwards. Team. Holy shit, we still got defensemen. We got <laughs> Philippe Boucher. We got Rich Brennan. Okay, their defensemen are way more friendly. Uh, Gary Galley, Dave McIsaac, uh, Yaroslav Modry, Jan Nemechek, Sean O'Donnell, Martin Streback, Marcel Cousineau. Oh, shit. They've got like five goalies here. So sorry. First goalie was Marcel Cousineau, Michael O'Neill. Steve Passmore. Oh my God. What a great fucking name. <laughs> Steve Passmore. Oh my God. Imagine if that was like a stud who just shoots the puck. Like Alexander Passmore. Can you imagine oh for Ovechkin? That'd be That'd so be perfect. And Travis Scott. There's a lot Not going on here for LA, man. Um, <laughs> so by today's rules, let's see. Look at their forward group. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Five, six, seven. They followed that rule. Defensemen yep. are covered. So they literally would have had to give up one of their goalies. So I'm almost inclined to believe we got to take whichever goalie wasn't taken. But they're available, <laughs> list, man. There's names again Lafayette, just for the Lafayette Club. We got Dan Belanger. We got Belanger. Uh, Craig know, Johnson, dude. like he's he's solid as well. He's like a 20 point guy, good depth guy as well. There's a lot um, of guys if you just want to go all name team, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, Jason Podolin was actually a pretty damn good hockey player, and he runs a podcast right now. Um, good for him. One of Terry's friends. <laughs> ah, good old Terry. Hmm. But uh, no, there's, there's there's a lot of options here. I'm not really sure what direction to go. This is going to be a fun one for us to so narrow we're, down. So we're either we're going to go three. We're either going to go three directions. We're either going to go with the the available goalie just for shits and giggles. We're going to go with someone from the all name team, or we're going to go with like a Belanger or Craig Johnson. Like we're going to actually like stay true to like building a good team. So I guess uh, we'll re we'll revisit that. At this when... point, I'm convinced we're just going to drop a poll each week and let everyone choose for each team. Ooh, and that's a good like, idea. To the best we can. Right. Because obviously yeah, yeah. if there ends up being like 15 forwards, that's not going to work, but no, no, we'll do, we'll do our best with it. We'll try it okay. and see how no, that'll be fun. Out. Cause like there then like go. the fight community who I like who I follow into like they'll always choose like the tough guy. We'll have some of the well, more new age. We only have four options in a poll, so. No, I know, but like, well, they're, 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 they'll usually be probably a tougher guy. I mean, this is nineteen ninety nine two thousand. I, I was gonna say I feel like they're all tough guys, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. All right, what's our right. next team on the list? Phoenix, the Phoenix Coyotes. 
so much better than Arizona, by the way. I know, dude. And it's only been like the last two, probably two, also, three years. Also, necessary evil because since they became Arizona, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are next to each other in alphabetical order. Oh. <laughs> Dangerous. No one wants that. Um, so Phoenix Coyotes, this is going to be a trip for some people. The I first know. name on this list, Daniel Briere. <laughs> what? Yeah. Then we got Mr. Shane Doan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Travis Green, who Isha knows very well. My boy. Trevor Islanders Lepowski, legend. Robert Reichel. Mikhail Renberg. Jeremy Roenick. And father of Matthew. And Isha. Littering and. Brady. Brady Kachuk. We got Keith. We got good old Walt Kachuk. Big Walt, baby. And uh, Yuha Ilonen. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, that rounds out the forwards. On defense, they've got Keith Carney. Holy fuck, first name. Yerky Lumi. It's J-Y-R-K-I. Yerky Lume is an absolute legend. Uh, he I can't actually resides. I got that right. Holy! He shit. actually resides in Vancouver now. <laughs> That's the only reason you know who he is. Got it. Stan. Well, he played. Well, he played. He played like how many seasons for the Canucks? Like like ten seasons almost for the Canucks. I think. Sorry. Check. Teppo Newmanen. Almost, almost as good as one Terry Newmanen. Radislav Suki and in net, I didn't even realize he played for the Coyotes. No so way. Fucking old I am. Nikolai Habibulin. That is bizarre wow. to me. Holy shit. Uh, do we want to start on the protected list or do we want to cover all the available list too? Like, is there no, anything that's out to you or do you need time to review? No, I mean, there's so many names you want to like you'd protect here so if like i would say if uh, on defense if yerky lume is available you pick him like he's he's awesome now he was a little bit older at this time i get it but all the <laughs> a lot of these guys uh I mean, what what's some, some crazy names be, like, right sorry it'd be close it'd be close for him to be available yeah um he like there was an argument you know before you know quinn hughes and, and even like jovo he's the other guy who they talk about as being like the other best Canucks defenseman of all time. Like nothing special because Canucks haven't had that many unbelievable defensemen, but he is one of the better ones who who's ever played there. Um, oh, so I'd say Lume. He should just said that Quinn Hughes isn't a great defenseman. That makes me so happy. Well, I mean, he's the only superstar defenseman who's, who's ever played for, for Vancouver. So interesting. Um, when you just said that the second best in the history was fucking Yerky Lume. Well, I mean, so. Look, Quinn Hughes is still playing. Jovo and Lume aren't playing anymore. That's what I meant. Anyways, you know what I'm getting at. All right. Um, um I think Yolen list. or Yolen would be available, but he he's nothing special either. So yeah, if Lume's available on D, I think that's that's the player to get for sure. Love it. Available list. Greg Adams. Philippe Audette. Louis DeBrusque, which that's a fun one just because he could end up being a wild broadcaster because of it. Yep. Dallas Drake. 
That sounds like his dad owns a law firm. Uh, Tavis Hansen, not Travis, Tavis Hansen, Benoit Hogue, Eric Hood, Stephen King. Oh, that's my pick. Done. Mic drop. There's a player named Stephen King. That's great. Frederick Lovin. Oh, my God. If it was Mick Lovin. Craig Mills. David Oliver. Kevin Sawyer. <coughs> one of the best coaches currently in the NHL. Mike Sullivan. Shane Toporowski. Jean-Guy Trudel. And that wraps up the forwards. And since Isha bugged out there for a minute, he needs to know that one of the best current NHL coaches, Mike Sullivan's included on the list. Oh, I heard um, you. Looking Absolute at beauty. Okay. Well, you just didn't appear on the screen at defense. Trent Cole, Jean-Jacques Daniel, Dan, I'm going to say folk. Oh, his Sean, son, his son was drafted recently. Actually. Fuck. Sean Gagnon, Chris Joseph, Francois LaRue, Per Anton Lundstrom. What a great name. Sean McCann, Lyle Oderline, Brad Tiley. That wraps up the defenseman. And then again, we've got so many goalies. Oh, shit, dude. On Burke, no way. There's a couple beauties here. Sean Burke, Sylvan Daggle, Bob Asenza, and Henrik Smangs. Dude, I don't know between Sean Burke and Bob Asenza, but I want one of them. Oh, I need man. one of them. Dude, so in uh, college, a uh, buddy of mine that was like I explained to you before, he was the guy that was obsessed with Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and him and his roommate dressed up as the day man and the night man for Halloween. Oh, nice. Guy is awesome. Um. And he and a couple of his buddies started this fan, this like group on Facebook. Cause back then Facebook mattered. And it was literally the Bob Asenza fan club for oh him being God. the most under heralded goaltender ever. Um, That's amazing. So I don't know between him and Sean Burke, that just seems like a great move, but there's a lot of names here. Anyone else you want to get into from the available list? I mean, I love, I love Dan Falk just because it's just, his son, his son was drafted recently, I believe, uh, by the Vancouver Canucks, and the memes were just amazing. Um, like he doesn't give a fuck or anything like you know things like that. Nice. It was it was great. It was great. Uh, Trent Call, longtime coach of the Utica Comets, now I believe he's still with the, the Vancouver Canucks farm team there in um, Abbotsford. Shoot, there's yeah, there's some fucking names. Louis De name team uh, option. It's got to be Stephen King, but oh yeah, Stephen um, King. I, as but far if we're as I like, go with the tie-ins, right? Like taking a Louis DeBrusque so he could end up being in the press yep. area or a Mike Sullivan. Cause Hey, maybe someday he feels obligated to come back and play coach in Minnesota. Who knows if we're going like realistic though, like, like if we're going, you know, to, to actually build a team, dude, Dallas Drake, the year prior in 99, yeah. he got 31 points. Then he actually penned like became like a 40 point guy for a few years uh, playing in Phoenix and St. Louis. He's the the light version of William Carlson. Ah, there you go. 
played in played Northern Michigan and and also in the BCHL. So there you go, 124 points with Vernon. Damn, fun in 47 games. Out of boy, good old BCHL back in the 80s. <laughs> nice. I feel like we got one team left. Who is it? We have the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Oh Jesus. They were the mighty. What the fuck? That's actually what they're called. The Mighty Ducks. Yeah, of Anaheim. the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. That's owned by Disney, baby. By Disney, the way, there's a new. The team name is more important than the location. That does never happen. There's a. Um, it's not a thirty for thirty, but it is in like an ESPN documentary. For everyone who has ESPN Plus, you can find it on uh, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. I think it's like thirty or forty-five minutes or so. It was really good. And they just it basically just outlines the story. Paul Korea's in it a lot, which is awesome because I know he took like a step back from interviews or being part of any documentaries for a while because you know just his relationship with hockey wasn't a good one at that time, but he's doing a lot better mentally now. And um and he he him, Timu, and like that whole cast uh are, are in it. And it's it, it's really good. So I, I highly uh, recommend everyone. Everyone's got ESPN plus. Go check it out. Love but, it. Uh, yes. So their list. We've got Anti Alto, which the spelling A-N-T-T-I-A-A-L-T-O. Like I want him so bad. <laughs> uh Mike Schuenard. Uh one of my personal heroes in dad, Matt Cullen. Paul Korea. Ladislav Kohn, Mike Leclerc, <laughs> Marty McInnes, Steve Ruchin, Timu Solani. Rounding out the forwards. On defense, we've got Jason Marshall, Ruslan Saleh. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Patrick Traverse. Interesting name. Pavel Trinka, Trinka, T R N K A, Trinka. That's fun. Oleg Tverdovsky, Jesus Christ. And of course, in that <laughs> Thorn in Minnesota Wild fan side, Jean Sebastian Jiguer. That's uh, that one stings. Um, anything you want to hit on there or are we jumping right into the previously available list as well? Yeah. I mean, like th th there's not much to hit on here. There's two, what one or two forwards that you could probably pick from the, I, I, I figure the big name. I mean, we all know who the Anaheim ducks would have protected here as far as the forwards and defense. I mean, there's no, there's not really anyone who stands out like, like, you know, your kid Lume did, for example, uh, here. So we can we can move on. So we've got in the available list at forward, Frank Bannum, Ted Donato, Stu Grimson. That's gonna be easy pick. Yeah. Tony Hercak or Hercatch. I'm not sure. Don't know the nationality. Tobias Johansson. Peter. Le Boutelier, that's a lot. Tommy Mietinen, Kip Miller, Jeff Nielsen, Jeremy Stevenson, Tony Tuzolino, 
Bob Wren. And that rounds out the forwards. They have a shit ton of defensemen and goalies here. Holy crap. We've got Timo Amauja. I'm not even going to pretend. A-H-M-A-O-J-A. I'm out. Um, Ladislav Benesek. Mike Benesek. Crowley. It's what? I said it's Benesek. Jesus Christ. I quit. Uh it's been a great episode. Uh, please five stars. Subscribe. Uh, Scott Ferguson. Kevin Haller. Dean Malkich or Malcock. Not sure. Frederick Olausen. Lloyd Shaw. Pascal Trepanier. Nikolai Suligan. That is quite the spelling. Oh, my God. Uh, and then we go on to defense or uh, goaltending, and we've got fucking like five or six. We've got Tom Askey, Guy. I'm I'm guessing if it's like French Canadian, it's Guy Ebert. H e b e r t. I don't know. Corey Hirsch, Dominic Roussel, and Blaine Russell. Lot to dissect there. Um, He's like, what well, do you he's want? Just decided Ford? already. It's Stu Grimson, right? Well, I mean, Stu, Stu Grimson was almost retired at that point, but he did get like I think a he had like two hundred and thirty five points back to back after. I think he only had like four more seasons. Points or pims? Or sorry, pims, not points. <laughs> pims. Like, what yeah, the fuck? He had like five points. He had like he has his like career. Well, he should think I'm talking about someone else. No, so so I mean, if you needed some more grit at this point in the draft, um, or if you wanted to. Uh, Check the grit box right off the bat. Then you could go with the old man Stu. Ted Donato, not a bad pick either on the forward. Um, buh, 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 buh. Honestly, if I'm going to like pick the, the best player available, I think Frederick Olison, solid defenseman, like good, good two-way defenseman. But uh, Corey Hirsch, Vancouver, former Vancouver goalie. He actually works in radio in Vancouver now as well. Jesus Christ. Um, but like you could go, you could go with the Dominic Roussel also on goalie. So it depends. Like, what do we want here? We, do we, do we want to go forward? Do we want to go defense? Do we want to go goalie? Like, I feel like there's, there's names available. We could go, we could go any direction there on this one. There's, there's quite the available list here on the mighty ducks of Anaheim. Nothing crazy, but you know, available, available players at every position. I still love that. It's mighty ducks of Anaheim. Just like the fucking, the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like that's where it came from. It's their fucking fault. Yeah. Well, I mean, it isn't because it's because in in baseball, there's a ton of teams in California in baseball, aren't there? Like, and I know there's like three in the National Hockey League. Not but, in LA, though. Yeah, I guess there's the Dodgers. It was LA literally Dodgers. the Anaheim Angels, and then they became the LA Angels of Anaheim. That's just so crazy. And then there's the LA Dodgers. I don't think there's another LA. Okay. Team. I thought Baseball there was another one for some so reason. I don't really fucking know. Yeah, I thought there was another one for some reason, but that's still hilarious that yeah. Play for the LA Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> I play for LA. Oh, the Dodgers? No, the LA The, the Minnesota Anaheim. Wild of Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> like fuck. Um, no man, that rounds out the Pacific Division, Hoppy. That rounds out the Pacific Division. Um, a lot of name reading, which is fucking painful. Several drinks in because we were just recording with uh, our friends at Beerly Hockey, but you know what? 
we got through it. We've got some good options across the board. Um, fuck Jean Sebastian Jaguer. God damn it. Um, yeah, I think that'll do it for this one. Yeah. Tune in tuned. next week for the uh, the Northwest Division preview. That's right. The Northwest Division. Minnesota Wild fans remember. Do you love sports? Do you think you know more about sports than all of your friends? Do you like getting things for free? If you're still with me, you need better edge in your life. Legal sports betting in Minnesota and a free, that's right, free $20 sign-up bonus, no deposit required. Go to your browser right now. Type in betteredge.com slash sodapod. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge, E-D-G-E dot com slash sodapod. S-O-T-A-P-O-D to claim your $20 today. We'll get right back to the show in a sec, folks, but I want to take this quick break here to tell you about our friends at Waggle Golf, especially with summer just around the corner. You have to get yourself in to some amazing new Waggle products. Unbelievable hats, unbelievable shirts, unbelievable shorts now that we are approaching summer. Whether you're on the course, whether you need some attire for the office, work parties, hell, backyard barbecues. Yes, you will be the best dressed person there. Go to their website, getyourwaggleon.com. And don't forget to use promo code SP10 on your way out for 10% off your order. Be sure to fill your cart up before you check out, though, because this promo code is one-time use. Again, the best damn golf tees out there. Again, I don't even hit the links, yet there's nothing I would want to wear more in the office than an amazing Waggle Golf tee. GetYourWaggleOn.com. Promo code SP10 for 10% off your order. And don't forget to fill that card up before you check out because this promo code is a one-time use. Again, 10% off your order. SP10. GetYourWaggleOn.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Flights here on the Soda Pod YouTube channel. Back here with our friends Seth Topol and Nick Lewis. What's up, guys? How are we doing? Great. How are you? Very excited to get into these flights. Hoppy and I, we always have a good time doing them ourselves, but bringing in guests, friends of the show. I mean, it's going to get crazy, guys. Uh, like and subscribe if you haven't already. And Hoppy, let's get right into it. What do we got on tap? Yep. Draft today. Topic is best single game performances and draft order predetermined. We're going to go clockwise starting with Seth. So Seth, Isha, me, Nick, and then we snake back. So Seth, right. Taker. I got to go Wilt, right? 100 points in a game. I feel like that's a good starting point because nobody's done it since. And what was the closest? 82 by Kobe? Uh, 81, 81, yeah. 81 yeah. I believe. 
Yeah, so a ways to go to get there. And he had a bunch of other stats in that game too, but 100 points is the one we care about. I mean, that's true. He was playing essentially against a bunch of people like you and me, uh, so maybe not as hard to get 100, but that's all right. Triple he was digits, also a lot digits. more like you and me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Like, I, what, what were shoes even like back then? Oh, boy. Hmm. Probably not great. No. Ouch. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, no, you get into the triple digits. I don't care what era. Like, that's still just unbelievable. Because, like, you I, I would, you don't even see, like, XM, like, guys fresh out of the NBA going to street ball putting up 100 points in a game. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, love good, it. Good pick, Seth. Isha, pick one. All right. Well, uh, my basketball one wasn't taken, but I think I'll, I'll change it up here. And I'll change it up here. And this is on brand, but I will go with, when Matt Sarah beat George St. Pierre for the welterweight title in the UFC in the mid 2000s, that was the biggest underdog win in mixed martial arts in all the promotions uh, at that time. He was the plus 850 underdog. George St. Pierre was the champion, my, or minus 1300. And no one gave Matt Sarah a chance because he actually went through the reality show, The Ultimate Fighter, as their first gimmick season where they had like a bunch of. UFC veterans go through the show, the reality show, and the winner, instead of getting a contract, got a title shot. So Matt Sarah was eight or nine and four at the time against GSP, who was 13 and one, 26 years old in his prime. Matt Sarah goes out there and bullies him, knocks a TKO in the first round, knocks him down three times. Matt Sarah is a jujitsu guy, and he beat up George St. Pierre on the feet, who is at the time and still regarded as the most complete mixed martial arts fighter of all time. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's one that went down in my books and to just steer, you know, give, give another unique sport uh, um, pick here. I mean, I'm fine with the pick and all the context you gave, but that could have been your very last pick and none of us would have fucking touched it. No, so just a little bit of draft strategy would be. No, I think, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. <laughs> Cause you're only going to pick fighting. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Um, so I'm actually not going to pick my number one because my number three on my list is one that will absolutely get sniped by Nick. So, again, the draft strategy. And it's probably not even one that you take with your first or second, but this is like the coolest one for me in the NFL. It's the snow game in 2009 where the Patriots absolutely dummied the Tennessee Titans. 59 to zero win Brady 380 yards, six touchdowns, Randy Moss, eight catches, 129 yards and three touchdowns. And I particularly remember this one because I got 78 combined fantasy points just out of the two of them for that week because I had both stacked. So uh, that was a fun one. And it's a snow game that just makes it so much better. Uh, that, that game was unbelievable. It was on my list, so you, you were smart to take it. Uh, and it was. It was pure domination the entire game. Love it. So you got double duty now, Nick. You got two picks. What's your first I, one? I do. So I, I'm considering staying on topic for Tom Brady as long as you brought him up. And I will stay on top, <laughs> you top, top all Tom, Tom Brady picks. <laughs> because I have to. No, it's not. You haven't brought it up. I'm doing another Tom Brady game. This will we'll go back to February 5th of 2017. You may remember at one point the score was 28 to 3, and that is not how it ended. 
Tom Brady ends with 466 yards. The Patriots end up winning the Super Bowl. Greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Uh, we haven't seen anything like it. We won't probably see anything like it again. And he does only throw two touchdowns in that game. Uh, the first half, he was mostly atrocious, but it didn't matter. What is remembered of that game is it's a Tom Brady comeback. Yeah. Huge Super Bowl win. It's it's the circumstances for sure, too, that yeah. it was the comeback and everyone thought it was yeah. done. And, of course, Barstool has just dragged that shit through the mud. Yeah, th there is that. Uh, it, it's forever a meme. It has followed Matt Ryan around forever. Uh, he thinks it it's amazing. funny. <laughs> I, and he, he, you kind of have to at that point. The Vikings come back. Even that, the Vikings outscored the Colts 28-3 to in the, sec or the actual largest comeback in NFL. So that score just doesn't seem to escape him. Uh, and it was one of my, I was incredibly drunk, but I think it was one of the happiest moments of my life at, at that exact moment, but I also couldn't register it. So that will be my first pick. Uh, so second one, oh, what, what do you got? Going off of that, just because uh -huh. of, uh, Brady's most recent love interest. Yeah. Is it his biggest comeback? Um, if you're uh, familiar mm, with, uh, the yeah. Chris Pratt cameo. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and. <laughs> Okay, move, on, move on from that one. Unbelievable, but I do like the, the reference. Let's venture back to November 4th of 2007, where a rookie running back, Adrian Peterson, goes for 296 yards against the now, or excuse me, then San Diego Chargers. Uh, we barely kind of knew who this guy was at this point, and all of a sudden, everyone knows who he is. Uh, rookie breaking Great an tech. NFL record that still has not been touched. Uh, how, how do you top that? God damn Outside it. of what everything else, what, what other people are going to say, I guess. But that's that's where I'm going next. Yeah, that, that's a great pick. A good that one. was definitely higher on my list, but uh, son of a bitch. All right. Um, my number one pick that I was worried Isha would take, I didn't think either of you would, but uh, for the most impressive single-game performance, we're going back to March 2nd, 1993, Mario Lemieux records a goal and an assist. Pretty big game, right? That's that's a pretty good game for Mario Lemieux. Well, it's because that morning at 7.30 a.m., he had his 22nd radiation treatment, came back from 23 games missed, and was able to do all that. He wore a turtleneck for the game because he had, like, radiation scars on his neck that he had to cover up. Unfucking believable And the only time ever... Philadelphia scumbags stood up and applauded a Pittsburgh sports icon. So just yeah. big moment. I think any moment that you can get Philadelphia fans to not look like complete jackasses is pretty impressive. It's a notable <laughs> it's accomplishment. The only one. It's yep. literally the only one. <laughs> no, that's a great one. That's a great one. Um, I'll stick with the hockey theme as well. I had like four or five Canucks moments on here, um, but I think one that stood out, and for going single player, because I don't think the Sedins count as a single entity here. They're both, it you know. It doesn't have to be one player. Okay, it's, well. It's the game. It's a single game performance. I think this will resonate a little bit more with uh, Minnesota fans anyways, because we have a common hatred towards this team. But year after year after year, the Canucks, President's Trophies, up there's the best team in the National Hockey League. They get to the first round of the playoffs. And who's there to slay them every single time? That is the Chicago Blackhawks. Man, in 2011, when Alex Burrows in overtime slayed that motherfucking dragon and the Canucks went on their run to the Stanley Cup finals, I mean, that that was one of the greatest performances 
by not only Burroughs, but like just heart and grit from that team. And that like as a Canucks fan and, and also as a Chicago Blackhawks hater, that is, you know, et- etched in my mind and my my heart is one of the greatest, you know, one of the greatest sports moments of all time. Everyone's just nodding, by the way. So yeah, I mean, of all of the Canucks things you could have gone with, that one's definitely a surprise, but it's a good one. Yeah, but there was a lot, but and yes, fuck Chicago. Um, so I've got back to back, right? Yeah, double duty. So for this one, I'm leaning on the definition of impressive a little bit. In Ron, in Ron Burgundy fashion, the that's I'm I'm not even mad. That's that's honestly impressive. Uh, Tony Snell. On February 24th, 2017, played 28 minutes and did not register a single stat of any sort. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, all right. And I got to tell you, to be able to do that in an NBA game, you've got to be trying. You got to be trying to avoid the basketball at all costs, to not pick up a steal, a rebound that just happens to deflect to you, like just off of somebody. So props to Tony Snell for literally doing nothing for 28 minutes in an NBA game. That's that's impressive. See, that's one that like half the no, probably more than half, but like a good amount of people will discredit you for that pick. But then there's a bunch that are going to just pick you because of that pick. So yeah. That's that's good. Uh, if I had something, that, if I had something that I was shooting for in terms of like, hey, if you played in the NBA, what's something that you could do? That's it. Yeah. That'd be it. I'd be yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. If I had 28 minutes in an NBA game, what I could do, and that also might be it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just being there. Um, my next pick is from a gentleman by the name of Randy Holt, Los Angeles Kings, all the way back to 1979. Dude racked up 67 penalty minutes in a single game. <sighs> Got called for nine penalties, including a triple game misconduct. He fought <laughs> twice in this game. And that stands as the long standing record for most penalty minutes in a single game. And frankly, I don't think it's going to be touched. Okay. Because referees back then were evidently lunatics. Best part is, is that after all the penalty minutes were tallied up, Holt told the referee, he said, well, your math is terrible. <laughs> so that's my, that's my third pick. God damn it. <laughs> We've, you've gone off the board on those ones. I mean, that creative approaches. I like it. Yeah. All right. Isha, which fighter are you picking for your third pick? No, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Michael Jordan on this one. Um, March 28th, 1990 against the Cleveland Cavaliers was a notable game for him and goes down as one of the most one of the most notable games for Michael Jordan. I know like didn't get triple triple digits in that one, 64 points, but he carried that team. And, you know, there've been I don't think like ESPN like specials just on that one. But if you go on like YouTube, if you go on various NBA, NBA or basketball like content creators and media outlets, like that game in particular. And I like obviously I wasn't even born when that aired. So I was like, you know, doing my research for this, wanted to find something basketball related. Michael Jordan growing up was like my hero when I was watching basketball uh, with my dad and my cousins. And uh, 
looking up that game, like it, it was him and everybody else. Like that was right before, you know, they really started to pop. And that's when he was the one who was leading the charge. And that game, like it's crazy to see, you know, a single player, especially back then when basketball was a lot more <clears throat> physical, just like no one could touch him. And even when they did, he just bounced back. And it was, that, that was just one of the craziest games I've ever seen. I like it. Okay. So I am also going with Michael Jordan. I had two different games that I liked more than that one. And I'm going to be more like Seth because November 15th, 1996, the greatest basketball movie ever was released. It's called Space Jam. (laughs) And he single-handedly saved all of the Looney Tunes and prevented them from being slaves to the Monstars. That's going to be fun. I've never seen someone stretch their arm like that in my life. (laughs) Sorry, spoiler alert if anyone has not yet seen this masterpiece. But uh, I don't know. That that has to be one of the most impressive single-game performances I've ever seen. Amazing cameo by Danny DeVito, too. I don't know what the name of that, like, ringleader of the <laughs> aliens is. But yeah. I don't remember what his name work. is either. Yeah. Phenomenal work by Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> you know, I think what we learned in that movie, too, is Michael Jordan as a coach, incredible. Uh, it is, we can get Mike's secret stuff. It's just water, but everyone just believed. that It's, it's amazing stuff. I, I think it was just like a bunch of crushed up, sprinkled Adderall in there. Probably. It could have been. We have no idea. <laughs> there's, the guys, there's a fighter right now who's massive for his division whenever he weighs in, and he goes on stage with the water bottle that just says secret juice on it that he writes in felt just to fuck with the commissions. That's what we like. <laughs> and now he has like, you know, clothing brand and like an energy drink called secret juice, and everyone's just like, oh my God. The Looney Tunes did it first. <laughs> Simpsons did it first. <laughs> Wow. All right. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff left. There's a um, lot of really good ones uh, left. A lot of good stuff left. Um, I will go with, uh, let's see, I've gone Tom Brady. Then I went Minnesota Vikings. I will stay kind of Homerish here. Uh, we'll go back to the year of 1991. A pitcher named Jack Morris goes 10 innings, which doesn't happen. And even more unlikely in these 10 innings, the twins win the world series. I, are you kidding me? Like, Technically, it's happened once in my lifetime. I was one year old. But since then, they've done absolutely nothing. A pitcher going 10 innings is unbelievable. The game it's illegal today, isn't it? It's unbelievable. You can't go more than, like, what, three and a half innings before they're like, ah, I don't know. We might need to start switching them out. Uh, going 10 innings, shutting out, and winning a World Series, that is unbelievable, especially in a game seven. That's uh, that's special. That's 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 cool stuff. That's a great, great pick. pick. Do I have another one? Yep. This this is oh. your final pick. Oh my goodness! Choose wisely. All right. Wow. Um. Ooh. Let's go. Vikings legend Brett Favre. The year is 2003, and his father had just passed away, and uh, he throws for 399 yards, four touchdowns, a 154.9 rating. Uh, he absolutely lit it up that day and this is a day after his father dies uh that that was one of my first core memories as a as a kid watching sports I was 13 at the time uh my stepmom was a huge Packers fan so we had the game on uh, 
really fun to, you know, watch Brett Favre then become Vikings legend. She didn't know that. We didn't know it at the time. But unbelievable performance. And I will wrap with that one. Very good list. Yeah, good. All right. I wish I knew. I wish I knew more about the NFL. So I just like I stayed clear of that. <laughs> I, I knew you guys would bring those picks to the table. Fair. Um, I'm actually surprised Isha didn't take this one, and maybe he forgot about it, and he's probably going to kick himself now for not taking it. Because um, I kind of get to double up on two incredible performances in one game. The year's oh. 2009. No, and Damn. we have the dueling hatters. Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin both score a hat trick in the same playoff game against each other. It was absolutely electric. electric. I that's probably the best like single hockey game I've ever personally watched. Yeah, that was uh, that was going to be my last pick. That's uh, yeah, that was an incredible game. And again, you could have just used that earlier and said that Michael Sarah was <laughs> your last pick. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do have another hockey one, and I think this one uh, is very good as well. We're I'm talk through honorable mentions, by the way, guys, because there's a lot of good ones that are. I know a lot of good ones. Um, I'm going with Paul Henderson uh, for the Canadian national team, as in the Summit Series, he defeated the Russians and he got a last spot on the roster. He was like a mid-level NHL player, gets on that team and has a hell of a tournament. But in that third and final period, uh, Phil Esposito, oh, he got to play. He pretty much sat out the, the, the whole period. But in the final minute, coach put him in. Phil Esposito recovered the puck, sent it towards Henderson, goes in front of the net, doesn't score, catches the rebound, and that iconic Henderson, Canada defeats the Soviet Union. I mean, he the welcome that he got, seemingly going from a nobody, you know, it, you know, in, in the seventies playing professional hockey, going to instantly a Canadian hero upon returning to Toronto and doing a tour in Montreal and Eastern Canada. I mean, Paul Henderson now. I mean, shit, man, they're probably going to put him on our dollar bills instead of the Queen now. I imagine um, one of the greatest, not only hockey calls in you know in history, but uh, one of the best moments that is, especially in Canada, like that's in probably like top five like Canadian like hockey moments in history. I'm so pissed off right now. I just see the look on Seth's face, and I'm so upset. My final pick, I'm going to go with the guy that sent the 1991 World Series to Game 7 with his walk-off home run, Mr. Kirby Puckett. Also had a pretty darn good catch earlier in that game, but it's the home run, the iconic, we'll see you tomorrow night call, iconic Kirby Puckett. That is a great pick. I am not at all, like, shitting on that pick. But God damn it, we are all going to get fucking roasted for not picking Miracle. Boom. And he should most because he goes with that pick instead. Well, I mean, I'm Canadian. As soon as he's like, oh, the the legendary call. And over the Soviets, I'm like, no. Oh, my God. What did I do? Well, I mean, I'm Canadian. What did you expect? I'm obviously going with Henderson. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you're going to get a ton of votes for that pick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't expect to get too many votes going into these playing with you guys. Now, now in my defense, I will say I didn't approach it as a, as a team necessarily. So sure. I, I wouldn't have fair. ever, I wouldn't have ever taken the miracle. Now why others did not, I don't know. And, and maybe that is how it's going to be viewed. It, it could be. Um, it, there is, I mean, if, if we go through honorable mentions, we did miss a lot of them, but there's also a lot of yeah. impressive stuff. 
Look, yeah. These were all great, but uh, yeah, I mean, Nick, go ahead and lead off with like twelve different Tom Brady picks that were messed. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you could you could just go through like, all right, year one he did this, and then year <laughs> two, uh, I was gonna end with Randy Moss, Thanksgiving nineteen ninety eight. Uh, I mean, three catches, three touchdowns, uh, 163 yards. That's pretty damn cool. Uh, we left Kobe's last game off. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's, there's so many in the NBA to choose from. It's insane. Yeah, like, it, it's like you could go through every team and like historically, mm-hmm. there's like someone like no one talked about anybody who played for the Detroit Pistons. There were some oh. iconic games there. Celtics, like. Like, like you said, you could go down any of the NBA and find like iconic moments. So for me, like I definitely kept it like single player, single athlete as well. Like I had uh, Patrice Bergeron back in 2013 when the Boston Bruins came back in game seven to beat the Maple Leafs. They were down 3-0 in the series as well. And in that game, I think he got three points, two goals and... Oh man. And they came back in that game too. It was a four one Kadri scored the fourth goal. I think in like late second or, or third and yeah, Bergeron just like lit it the fuck up after that. And that one was incredible. I was going to dive into some Shohei Otani because we always get those mm. tweets of like Mike Trout went five for six to raise his average to like four eighty, and Shohei Otani did something we haven't seen since Dennis oil can Boyd in 18, 14 and the angels lost nine to two. Yeah, but I couldn't I couldn't settle on just one. He's had a couple of games this year where he's had he shut out a team and he hit two home runs in, in the same game. Like That's very it's, nuts. it's too much to it's too much to try to narrow down. That'd be the Dude, beauty. I'm not, I'm, you could just put Shohei Otani and everyone would like find their own Shohei Otani yeah. game that they yeah. think you're talking about and you'd get the vote. I juggled uh space jam versus flu game. I wasn't sure which one to go with there, but <laughs> no, space yeah, jam just, just felt right. Just leave the flu game. All good. Space jam I'm is pretty, far more impressive. I'm pretty sure uh Luongo had to leave a Canucks game one time to go take a shit, and then he came back and he still won the game. He had uh, the flu mid game as well. <laughs> you could go with the Paul Pierce performance then. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll it off because you poop your pants and come back and finish the game. That's impressive. That is that is fair. Not anybody, not just anybody, could accomplish all of that in the span of one game. No. Tony Snell sure didn't. Wasn't it Luongo that had to like leave the game, take a shit, and then come back? I'm asking Isha because he's the one that would know. And he's frozen. That's I, was saying, I think he's frozen again. So nice. Uh, he, Let's he talk shit idea. about the Canucks then until he comes back. Um, no, uh, yes, yes, gonna, oh, there he is. Um, so I also considered a couple pander picks on Isha just because they're either people he likes or it happened to people he doesn't like. The Kobe game where he put up the 81 points, 55 in the second half is just fucking bonkers. And he did it to Toronto, which is all Isha ever fucking cares about. Um, and Yari Curry, 1990. Game two of the Stanley Cup Finals against the Boston Bruins. Three goals and two assists, and that was after Gretzky was traded away, which is just fucking bonkers. There were I had a lot, obviously, more hockey. There were some crazy single-game ones, like Patrick Laine, five goals on five shots in one game. I'll never do that. Oh, boy. And Isha's gone. Yeah, this is gone. perfect. Yeah, he, he can't handle it. You're just ripping on him too much. He had to leave. I'm sorry. He needed to be ripped on. Yep, that's true. No I one's mean, gonna know who 
three of his picks even are. No. I know no. who Michael Jordan is. Yeah, that, that's about it. And then he picks the weirdest game possible. Yeah. Which well, look is at that. He's back. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, if, if you're Joey Chestnut, who clearly will be oh. watching, how are you feeling about this I, right now? I considered, I considered Joey Chestnut. Yep. I mean, that, that's I probably should have. That's impressive. It's disgusting, but it's impressive. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm waiting because as soon as Phil Kessler retires, he's going to absolutely dummy Joey Chestnut. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> which, which major was it that Tiger Woods won by like when he was in his prime? There was one of them that he won by like 12 shots, wasn't there? Yeah, and he was young at that point too. I'm fairly like. Really I didn't know young. if that would like count because it's like like they play for like four days kind of thing, yeah. like the tournament. But I I wouldn't have fought it. I just wasn't gonna go with anything Tiger because I didn't know how it would be viewed. Yeah, there was a there was some match play event that he played, and they, his playing partner like shit talked him before it started, in saying that he thought he had a chance because Tiger can't hit the driver straight, and Tiger beat him nine eight. Like it was, it was dis, it was a dismantling. So I could have put that one in there. You could have. Like we we left a lot out, but yeah, I think we got good lists. Oh yeah, I think the lists are solid. So we'll run them down. Seth, what were your four? And if you don't remember, I can certainly remind. Wilt, hundred points. Tony Snell, absolutely zero stats in an NBA game. <laughs> Impressive. Uh third pick was third pick was Randy Randy Holt Holt was 67 penalty minutes in a single NHL game two more would have been great a name the name too, Randy Holt it just sounds like he sounds like he should have been in goon or slap shot like just fits perfect and then final pick was Kirby Puckett in game six of the 1991 World Series nice Isha, if you are with internet and you remember your picks, what were they? I had uh, Matt Sarah, uh, Michael Jordan in his March 28th game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Alex Burrows, 2011, uh, slaying the dragon against the Chicago Blackhawks. And then Henderson in the Summit Series. Out of order, but those are all correct. Oh. <laughs> uh, I had the infamous... Tom Brady, Randy Moss snow game, which is the one where I kind of went more team focus against, you know, what Seth and Nick were talking about, which is understandable. Um, Mario Lemieux, the game where he literally had radiation that morning. Uh, Then we had Space Jam, Michael Jordan saving the Looney Tunes. Um, And again, he, to your guys' point, he deserves credit for that coaching job. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the dueling hat tricks game, Ovi and Sid both getting a hat trick in a playoff game against each other. Pretty nuts. That one was so awesome. I, I will say my favorite pick is definitely the Michael Jordan saving the Looney Tunes. Uh, I, I just <laughs> yeah. know that's that's otherworldly. You know, it's got my vote. Literally, <laughs> it has mine as well. Uh, but I'll I'll run through mine. Uh, we started with the Tom Brady slash Patriots twenty eight to three comeback in the Super Bowl. Uh, we followed that up, I believe, with uh, Adrian Peterson rookie uh, rookie season breaking the all time all time NFL single season rushing game. Or I messed that all up. All good. You guys know what I mean. Uh, we went into Jack Morris in the 1991 
World Series going 10 innings, and then we wrap it up with Brett Favre uh, playing lights out the day after his father had died. I predict that Nick will win. I think Jack it could Morris. be like a pretty good battle, but I think Nick's going to come out ahead. Well, I, I have two former ten. Yeah. yeah. So that's and also be- telling. Also, also have an anti-homer pick. You picked Favre. I did, but Vikings legends, and he the people used to like him. He wasn't as. How as could you him. not love the guy that basically threw a ridiculous interception that stopped you from going to the Super Bowl? Well, because it's it's that's how Brett Favre. You you live by Brett Favre, you die by Brett Favre. It's he was fun to watch because he'd do stupid stuff, and then he would do stupid stuff off the field as well. I, I, how many times are they going to reference Brett Favre in the uh, Hard Knocks with uh, Rogers going over to the Jets now? Over under thirty seven. <laughs> That's a motherfucker. <laughs> It'll be I'm, I'm mad that I didn't catch that quicker. There you go. Potentially more than that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, for everyone watching this, let us know your picks as well in the comments below. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one. Last week, the Huskies Warming House podcast talked all things WCHA with the reveal of St. Thomas at number seven in our rankings. This week, it's maybe a surprise entry with the Duluth Bulldogs slotting in at the same spot in the NCHC men's side of play. Our show takes a deep dive into their roster, upcoming season, as well as recapping last year's action. After that, it's 13 more weeks of coverage as we have many teams left to go in our previews, including both of the St. Cloud State Husky squads. You won't want to miss it. In the Den at the Huskies Warming House podcast presented by CenterizeView.com, Huskies Illustrated, and of course, the Soda Pod.